Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me again this week is JD. How are you, mate? Fabulous. How about yourself, mate? Good, good. Spent a weekend watching racing once yeah. more. I see you've got a, a lovely new projector in the lounge room there. We 110 have. inches of uh, V8 supercar action this weekend, hey? It, it was. Um, not on Sunday, though. Not on Sunday? No. no. On the Sunday, we tried mounting the projector to the roof. Um, got up in the manhole, went up in the roof, and whoever built our house does not have any consistent... Um, <laughs> building code, oh, not codes, but just <laughs> everything changes up on the roof. You have slats that run one way and then all of a sudden you'll get, they'll run out and they're like, oh, we didn't have that same size wood. We've got twice as thick. So we'll run that. So <laughs> we made a frame, made a bracket. It, it, we got a little impatient when we decided to do the measurements. We were like, got up in the manhole, like it's really hot up here. Let's just use this bracket right near the bathroom and we'll just, pr we'll, we'll assume they're all the same. They're not. So, yeah, spent all Friday, all Sunday up in the roof trying to mess around with this thing. Um, was watching the race on my phone as we were doing it. Daniel went <laughs> up in the manhole and was like, I'm like, yeah, keep going, keep going. It's all right. I've got your eye on you. And then back to the phone. <laughs> um, but no, Saturday's race was great on the big screen. Well, that's good. I did a similar thing. I was down the go-kart track actually Sunday uh, were you racing or just watching? Just watching, just watching. Just bit getting, of, the, getting the bug back? Uh, you, you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Sorry, after every Taking race. Taking Noah every... down, making sure he's ready. You know, he's only got another, what, Two? five years until he can race again. How, so, what, what, or until he can race. How old are the midgets? So, seven. Are they not called midgets anymore? No, they're not. They're called cadets. We're very politically correct in the Australian Karting Association now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, when there's a bunch of little seven-year-olds running around in race suits and helmets, they look like midgets. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny with the helmets too because they're, about the they're quite large. They're about nearly as wide as their shoulders. So, But yeah, no, it's it's it was good to get down there. Um, some good racing as well. Oh, yeah. Was it just a, just a normal meet? meet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a championship round. So, oh, yeah. Um, no, it was obviously no, it was, day. Yeah, it was a Sunday day meet. Um so they're building up towards uh, the NT titles, which is coming up in, uh, I think, three or two rounds. It's end of June, I think, so you after get, V8. You, you got home and you went back into the workshop and then you looked up at the wall <laughs> and saw your go-kart hanging there yeah, going, yeah, oh, nah, I need I some get, love. Didn't get quite that excited. There, there was a couple of talks of come back for a drive, but... Um, yeah, we might leave that for another year. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you got to pay me, mate. If you want me to drive for you, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right. I do it the same as they come back. You know, you guys were talking about the IP cars and that, and I, I just stick my head around the corner at work and see my Skyline sitting there and going, one day I'll get it off the bricks. <laughs> no, it's not on bricks. It's just on axle stands. <laughs> yeah, it needs so. a lot of work, that car, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's all money. It's all money. Anyway. Money that we're spending on projectors and stuff. <laughs> so I, don't, I can't. I don't have money to spend on my car at the moment. Anyway, it's not about our racing. It's about um, the V8 supercars this weekend. Yeah, another great round from the supercars at Winton this weekend. Unpredictable. Was a little bit, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And um, once again, Scafi and Crompo go through all their what's going to work in the what's race. and work. You know, just quick shot, stop at the start, and then just run long because your tires don't di don't degrade. Yeah, and Shane basically threw uh, a, a fork in that sort of thing, and uh, and then went the opposite way to what mm. everyone else was thinking. Same as Scott Pye as well; they yep. both ran long. So yeah, no, it was really interesting. Some interesting mm -hmm. racing and interesting strategies that are sort of a bit left field of everyone else's thoughts. Yeah, because it's like you can't you can't do the extra stop. It's like you you're not getting the gain from the degrade so versing someone on that's been on a 20 lap old tire you got a slight gain but you weren't getting it's uh, not like barbagello a second well so in barbagello i think over 20 laps you lost two seconds yep a well lap. here you had shane doing 27 laps and setting his fastest lap of the race yeah exactly so the degradation and wear on the tires was very minimal what's what's tire deg you reckon going to be like up here uh, well, it's really hard in Darwin because I think it's a lot to do with the weather as well. So our track's actually quite smooth now uh, since they resurfaced it. It's a, a high grip surface. Um, so tire deck's not massive, but our ambient temperatures, if we have a cold dry season day, cold, uh, you know, this cold. is for all you blokes. Yeah, you know, when we're going, oh, it's and girls 22. Down south and in, over in the States and whatnot that are listening, uh, you get days that might, might be a max of 28. You yeah. know, that's a that's cold freezing. day, you know, that's a cold day. Out. That's, that's Celsius, by the way. Um, so, and maybe the, the min might be 
18. Yeah, uh, a cold, 12, 12 to 15 degrees ish is a, a very cold day for a, like in town area. So it, it can get a little bit cool, but our ambient temp and the, and the sun on the track at this time of year is going to really heat the track up. So they'll probably still get quite high tide deep. This is why deep. I think um, the government messed up when they decided not to go through with the night race up here. Because we would have, it would have been much, I reckon we'd have got faster lap times. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. But, oh, talking about the nighttime race, Sydney. Yeah. Um, before we jump into qualifying and everything, did you see that they've brought the, they're going to do the knockout qualifying format for the Sydney Oh, night no, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that. That's and awesome. One 300 kilometer race. Yeah, it is too, isn't it? That's yeah. It's a long race. That is a long race, yeah. That's an extra 100 kilometers on over the average race. So That's... Yeah. Like one half of the Gold Coast race without a co-driver. Yeah, that is going to be a big race. Yeah, so I'm I think they're, they're doing it Friday, uh, Friday night, Saturday night. So practice and qualifying, I think, or practice will might, might qualify on Saturday, Friday. I don't know. I just it's going to be a weird format that Sydney round I because think it's only two days. It's definitely a tester series, tester uh race meeting to see how well it goes. I know they've signed on for five years, I think, to do it, isn't it? The I think night so. meet. But then but they I think that's all on the track. Yeah, I think that's all on um we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they've got to sell the, the, the seats and sell the, the um advertising for the T V rights and whatnot. If it works well they'll continue to do it. If it doesn't, yeah, they'll definitely uh I'm interested move to see it how over. it goes. I like the idea of a night race. I mean we haven't had one since like two thousand and seven or something. Yeah, I, I agree. It's something we can add to our championship for the year. That's good. All right. Well, we'll jump into the qualifying. Scotty McLaughlin Scotty show. Scotty McLaughlin show. So there we go. We've done the qualifying. Yeah, pretty much it. And it was a little bit of a two-by-two two in qualifying. Um, it was. You know, Fabs qualified really well. Then we we had two Nissans right up there as well. That's with the big talking point this weekend was the, the Nissans. After the news that broke last week. Yeah. And um which is them obviously, you know, not this, renewing the factory yep. support. Yep. But I think we've worked out exactly how long it takes to develop a <laughs> Nissan supercar. <laughs> it's six years. <laughs> yeah. Well, five years and this this year. This is their best season to date. Oh, by far, by far. The consistency's starting to come. So obviously we had Michael Caruso in third qualified third and Rick Kelly in fourth. Um and not too much difference between their times either it was it was quite close uh and a really good showing by nissan like mm. just to pull that out with what happened earlier in the week to put their heads all together and get it all together and everyone still be working at their their optimum um was was an amazing effort another one that was actually did a fantastic job on the qualifying on saturday was anton he qualified ninth while davy you have to scroll all the way down to 17th yeah so anton seemed to have the uh, how do you say it? A bit of an edge on Davey all weekend. It's this was the first time Davey's been out-qualified by a teammate at Erebus. There you go. Well done, Anton. It's uh, credit where credit's due as well. He was one of the top-ranking Commodores as well in the field. Yeah. Um, there was only, I think, one other... Tim Slade and Scott Pye yeah, so were Yeah, two high. other um, Commodores above him. So he did a, a really good effort and uh, great great work by Erebus to get him up there. And the Triple Eight guys, they really struggled this weekend. They Yes, uh, uh, it was a really tough weekend for them. Like Over the whole weekend, they just... The setup changes that they were doing... There's not once I've seen that their cars in the pits and they weren't fiddling with yeah. them somewhere. I was really surprised when you talk, you know, when Shane was speaking to the media after the race on Saturday, he said, we've been chasing this car all day, like all weekend, or even on Sunday, I think he was saying, it's like, we just kept chasing this car, trying to get it to the right window. I'm like, you know, if you're chasing the car and you're coming home second and third, not a bad result. But imagine if he qualified up the front. Oh yeah, he would have been very strong, but... It, I think it really goes down to how well Shane can drive against adversity sort of thing. He, And I think Lounsey did a, a similar effort. He couldn't qualify it, but drove through the field. Mm. Yeah, well, Lounsey qualified, what, 24th? Another shocking weekend for him, qualifying-wise, that was. They just could not just get that car to perform. Yeah, it was absolutely shocking. I thought he fixed his qualifying after the start of the year. No. Well, yeah, I thought it. I thought they were on a uh, a bit of an up and up, but obviously they're not. We'll jump into the race on yeah, the, the race thirteen anyway. So this was the race 
won by Rick Kelly in the Nissan. Yeah, first so race milestone. win since 2011. Yep, and only the third Nissan win since they can't um, mm-hmm. come back for Car of the Future. So James Moffat won with the Jungle Juice at he Winton. Did, he did, he did. Um, Caruso won up in Hidden Valley 2015. And now Rick Kelly at Winton 2018. Yep, and um, did a great job. Had good pace majority of the race as well. Yeah, my notes was good start by the Nissans. Like Rick Kelly was off the line as quick, if not quicker, than Scotty was on the Sunday. Yeah, how good was it going into that first corner? The, they ended up three white. They all tried to give each other enough room. They all sort of bumped and uh, touched and whatnot. Turn but one at Winton. Turn one, turn two job. at Winton. It's just like, I've seen well too many wrecks there. Like, mm. was it last year Jason Gomesall in his Tirana, like, yep. ruined it? Powered off the off the, uh, the second turn two and slid across the whole front of the pack. Mm-hmm. That was a big crash. That was <laughs> a big crash. He did a good effort to get the car rebuilt in less than a month to be in Darwin. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was a. I think there was a couple of cars that might not have even made it to Darwin after that. There was. A, yeah. It was a very, very big crash. There was a, multiple cars involved. The Nissans in that first stint, like Caruso, was super quick. That's my real notes from the first stint of the race. Anyway, oh, and Davy front flat, like that's where Davy's race got ruined on the sad day. He yep. um was it. Who did I don't know who we come he, together? He again. had a coming together. So LeBrock and Stan, uh, Stanaway uh, yep. had a little bit of a uh, mishap, and Davy kind of got a little bit uh, caught up in that. And then he got offline, and um, he had another contact at the next corner that they didn't catch on any of the cameras um, with Simona. Oh, that's right. And yeah, he said ended he got, up breaking. Got hit by her. Yeah, and then. <laughs> and then, to- uh, sorry, then poor Todd got spun as well. Yeah, he did. Uh, and that was accidental, Todd, yeah. Todd had a um, a tough weekend. Another tough weekend for the the crew there. Um, mm. His email, because I'm part of his club, Big Mate member. Actually, we'll be on the bo- the boot of his car next week. That's right. Next I, month. I, I forgot all about that. Yep, yeah. So we're going to have Breaking Late podcast on the on his boot. Oh, that's good stuff. So we're gonna try and hit him up, and we'll try and get a get a pit tour or something. We'll be like, ah, oh, for sure, Todd, we'll, Todd. we'll definitely be um, Bryce trying to catch here. up. We'll we'll, tr- we'll run into Bryce anyway. Like, yeah. get us in the pits. <laughs> we'll try and catch up with him anyway. So got to get that photo with the name yeah. of the car. <laughs> it's only on for three rounds. I think I should have pit passes anyway this year. So maybe we we can lend you one. And we'll go through. Well, his all pit. I've got is just five hot passes sitting on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate came around the other day. He's like, how many supercar tickets do you have in this house right now? I'm like, a lot. Yeah. yeah what, two two Townsville tickets, three Newcastle tickets, five hot passes for Hidden Valley. Come to me if you want to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. You've got to go to Ticket Tech and get ripped off. Well, what's your other talking points for uh, the race? Uh, there's the race a lot. There, there is, is a lot. lot. There is. Um, so... Th- what was your thoughts on uh, a tandem, Tanders, Dodgem cars sort of way to move through the field? That's and just Tanders racing though, isn't it? Yeah, it did seem like he was up, up to his old habits again, not making he, he very many it, friends. He continued it on sad, Sunday as well. Yeah, it it was quite funny. Sorry to jump no, straight right. ahead to Sunday race, but when he had the, the incident with his former teammate. Oh, with Courtney, Courtney yeah. Um, and how upset he was over the whole incident. Like, yeah. And like you said, it was like Courtney was trying to straighten him up a little bit as well. Yeah. Just like, I'm helping you, buddy. I'm helping you. Oh, well, I think Courtney obviously locked a brake or something and he bumped him and he, he started to spin tender. But you can definitely see Courtney straighten the wheel and he's trying to nudge the front of the car to go back around. Didn't work, but he he did, definitely gave it a 10 out of 10 effort to stop I him think, spinning. I think, to be honest, on that, that incident that we're talking about, Courtney maybe should have probably given up when he ran so wide into turn was it turn seven yeah i agree i agree he was like he has no argument there it's not like oh you're on the racing line no, mate you missed that apex by about three car lengths <laughs> yeah and, well and, then he went the into the next, and then he went into the next corner with the same thing yeah uh it was that's why he got his 15 second time penalty on that one it just it made sense on the sad day we were up to you know the running, once again, like we said at the start of the show, running long really helped. 
because you had it's in, yeah. Scott Pye and Shane Van Gisbergen and Jack LeBrock all pretty much ran long. Well, they got into that clean air when everyone come in for their early stops. And then they got in that clean air and they just kept plugging away. And the tyre yeah. deg was so low that they could run for so long and just keep plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. Good lap times. So when they pitted and took their tyres, when they come back out, they were in command position, like now, the top what five. what happened with SG, SVG during the pits? Because he had a 7.3 second stop. I'm not sure, actually. I didn't catch it. He had a very slow stop. No, I yeah. wasn't sure, and I was banking on you normally pick no, up on I all did, the little I de- didn't. details. Yeah, no, I, I missed that. Sorry, I absolutely missed that one. All right, well, I've got nothing else to report except for his stop was 7.3 seconds. On the other garage, right? Note for it. On the other side, Jamie Wincup is still leading the Pertec Pit Stop Challenge, which I think it's stupid. The commentators mentioned a couple of times the speed on the pits, like how long it takes for them to stop but they don't display it on the screen. Yeah. You need to display it like Formula One do. And I know it's hard to go, oh, well, some teams are pitting for four tyres, some are pitting for two, some are taking fuel on, some are not. Yeah. Who cares? I want to know how long they're stationary for. Yeah, uh, that is a good point. That is a good point. It's, it's the same with the team radio. It's It still kills me. Like, why play the team radio if you guys if are going to talk, talk over, over it? You might as well mute all of the team radio. Mm-hmm. Um, or when they talk about how they listen to the team radio and we don't even, get to hear yeah, it. Yeah, that's even more frustrating. I guess because they must listen to it live. Yeah, I think they've got nearly all of them playing in their ears. Um, but still, it, it you know, I wish there was a... Sorry, this is not a good episode. <laughs> it's all right. uh, I wish there was a... I don't think any of our episodes are good episodes, <laughs> but you know, we get it. I wish there was a site we could go to and listen to all team radios. Obviously, you'd have to pick which ones you want to listen to because they'll be talking over Basically, each other. Basically, we want what the fo- the Formula One have with it, or even a transcript script of yeah. what happens. I mean, because otherwise, I've got to wait. And the thing is, I'm not going to hear the radio days of Winton because I'm going to be at the track at Hidden Valley, so I don't get to watch it. Yep. And then I won't get to see Hidden Valley's radio days because I'll be at Townsville. Yeah, it's definitely something. That, I don't know. Do they post that stuff up onto their Facebook at all or anything? Yeah, they the do. The radio days? Yeah, they do. Supercars are starting to be better. They're starting to post their stuff. Social media. To wise. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And Mate, Formula if you One don't d- post a video to YouTube, Formula I don't One moved it. a long way uh, last year with when they got taken over to move stuff over to YouTube. Formula One's growth on YouTube was huge. We're talking about multiple 100% growth. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was gone from tearing anything that was Formula One related off YouTube and trying to, well, basically unleashing lawyers with... Yeah, any video with Formula One on it got an FOM takedown notice. Yeah, so, um, and now they're embraced it. They're trying to get their their brand out there and it's They've embraced it, but heaven forbid if you show their logo on a website, on your video, then you're going to get taken down. Probably. I don't know how they feel about it now. Is it still that bad? Yeah, it's still pretty bad. The FOM still aren't making friends. But at least they're putting... The problem is, is before they used to win, you, go, you can't have our content on YouTube. I'm like, well, you put it on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is still the biggest video platform in the world. Yeah, of course. Anyway. Well, I suppose we should get on to the big race-changing event. So Tim we Blanchard. had a pretty... Well, we had a pretty dominant Scotty McLaughlin leading the race. At the six time, yeah, six seconds out yeah. in front, just cruising along. Uh, and then Tim Blanchard had a coming together with... Some, I don't know. I just got Tim Blanchard off. Might bring out safety car. I can't remember. And then Pie and Giz are the ones to watch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he ended up parked in a sand trap. Uh, bogged up to the sills, so they he brought out the safety car. Anywhere. Towed him out of the sand trap. Um, and that... Consultated the field all back up. So Scotty lost his big advantage that he was cruising along. They got stuck behind the safety car. I think it was probably about three or four laps at least. It was a while. Uh, all their tyre temps went down. Now that mixed the field up because we had all these blokes that had, or drivers, sorry, that had uh, pitted early and uh, hadn't done a, a long first stint, a really short first stint. And then they, they've now done a long second stint. They're mixed up with all the drivers that did a long first in and now have fresh tyres in the car to battle. Yeah. Uh, you know, fair enough, it's Winton where tyres aren't 
don't degrade that fast. But still, you're going to get a big advantage out of maybe 15 lap different tyres. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, we're talking five or six laps. We're talking about nearly half a race. Yeah, so um, Scotty did his best to try and keep the pace up. But when he turned into the the last corner to restart the race, he he had a massive slide. And then yeah, because that's what it was, straight, wasn't it? Because he went halfway through the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, listening to Rick, he basically said Scotty went, the corner, second one corner before the last corner, so the second last corner. Yep. Uh, and he could tell he had a bit of a slide then, and he went. Uh, we, Rick was worried about all the build up on his tires. All the cars from swerving around had a lot of build up, and because the track surface is so smooth there and not abrasive, they couldn't get can't, the marbles off, off the tires. Yeah. And um, so they got to, they get down to the straight, and uh, yeah, so Scotty had a little bit of a slide. Rick got a good. Exit off the the last corner and good run down the straight, and then, up the inside of McLaughlin. Yeah, and managed to get the pass done and quite well as well. Mm. And then like Pi also jumped. Like, did you see how quickly Pi was like, boom, boom? I'm on Rick Kelly's bumper. I'm a trailer. Leave me up with Kelly. Yeah, that was an, an that was really good to see an aggressive but clean move. It was from clean. Pi. There was nothing gave, wrong with that pass. He gave Rick a little tap. Yeah, he's like, you're not going quick enough. Here, I'll give you a bump to get out the way. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was it was good. But yeah, that brought Scotty down to fifth. Yeah, it was a really bad restart for him. He just kept shuffling back. So he obviously got in the clutches of the guys with new tires, and it, he j- then had to battle with his teammate as well, back and forth. So it was a um, bit of a, a scene change from what we've been used to with Scotty. He's looked so he dominant lately. He hasn't made the mistakes, and then this one he made them, and it was like, oh, Scotty. Yep, so that, that was a hard one, you know, old tires, build up, track where you can't get it off, cold, can't get the tire temp up either. Um, you know, he tried his best, but you know, you, you get that, that every happens. now and then he got unlucky with the, the timing of the safety car as well. Now I've got a note here. It says Lee Holdsworth and Golding. I can't remember what happened. I got Simona and Holdsworth and Golding and Golding. Yeah. Do we know, do we remember that? that well, so they basically got turned around Golding. I think it was, was it Golding? Got turned around and Holdsworth. Oh, got yep. around on yeah, the because I yes, that's I remember that, and I Hol- thought Goldsworth. I thought Golding, Golding was almost going to get stuck. Yeah, so um, like, yes, that was a really not too much in the end of it because everyone got out clean, but that looked pretty bad when it first happened. And then once again, I've got another note here that says Wincup has no pace in the back end of that race. And he really didn't. Where did Wincup finish? Wincup finished all the way down in 17th, down six spots. It, it, it's, the championship just keeps changing. It does. Oh, mate, I don't think Wincup's got a chance. I think well, your call of about four races ago when you said, what's Shane? Is it seems to be coming forward. He seems to started to click with the tire again work out the setup. So even when he's having bad weekends, like this weekend, he considered to be a horrible weekend for car setup. He still managed to bag himself two podiums. Fair enough, the qualifying wasn't you know that great, but still managed to move forward, managed to get good results and bag a whole heap of points from a weekend where he didn't have the car under him. Mm. No, I definitely think um, Shane is the one to look at. Yeah, is do you th- how ironic is it the fact that Nissan's gone out and had a dominant week, not a dominant weekend, but a great weekend on the on the week that they got announced that they were leaving? <laughs> it it was kind of ironic, wasn't it? It, it was really absolutely was. It was ironic. Just like you know, credit to where credit's due. The guys at Nissan, or yeah, they're still called Nissan. I guess next year they'll just be called Kelly Racing. Kelly Brothers oh, Racing. Yeah, it's just Kelly Racing. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It's going to change, isn't it? They're not I wonder if they will we'll get a, a naming rights sponsor or something like that to move in. Maybe so we're Jack Daniels jump Racing. In. Well, I was only talking to a fella this week about the, the Kias. Seen a couple more stingers around. Apparently, he said uh, a mate of his drove one, and he reckons they're ridiculous. Yes. They're a lot yeah. faster than he thought they were going to be. Because so, um, everyone just goes Kia and just think Kia Rio. Yeah, no, apparently they're very, very good. Anyway, uh, he basically my thoughts were GRM were looking at Kia, but maybe now with Nissan pulling out. 
But do you think that Kia's going to be like, yeah, let's jump on the team that was horrible with the like $40 million. Develop, yeah, <laughs> developing the last car. Hey, guys, you can still use that Nissan engine you spent six years developing. We don't care. Yeah, it is a hard one. I, I, I don't know. The problem with when you get the manufacturers in, it's like, you know, if Nissan just go use the body, use the V8, use a Holden V8, it would have been a lot lot less effort. Oh, I mean, it's like that, I think it was Friday Night Live where they were talking to Todd about it. Is it Friday Night Live or Trackside, Trackside or whatever they call it? Yep. It's a show that I was on, mate. Yeah, you were on it. Michael's First famous. It's <laughs> oh, a stretch of the word, but a anyway. Anyway, um, they were talking to Todd about it, and, and there were there was a push when Nissan joined because they couldn't get the power up, and it was the same for Mercedes. They couldn't get the power out of them that Holden and Ford already had. There was talk of bringing in a control camshaft to try and pull the power down out of the, the Commodores and the Falcons to try and level the playing field out yeah. so they could have a, not a dominant Nissan or anything by any means of the, you know, but it would be a category where everyone was putting out similar horsepower. So straight away from the, you know, probably like not the first engine. few races, <laughs> Almost. but, but you know, they were going to basically bring the power level down. So everyone had the same sort of, Power level, they could all box together. You know, it was going to throw a lot more variables in uh, with car setup and stuff like that. You wouldn't have the same teams winning every weekend and whatnot. Mm. And nearly unanimously, it was voted out at the at the at the meetings. Basically, back when Nissan and all that were, car future. Did anyone started. vote for it? I think Nissan yes. I think Nissan and 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 Mercedes. I'm not sure. I didn't catch all of it, but of course, you've only got six car or nine cars in total out of the field of 26. You're not going to get all the votes. Yeah. So it was um, probably a chance that's gone. Like if they, if they had done that, maybe we could have more manufacturers and supercars now. You know what I mean? Like people mm. are timid to join supercars because the development's already gone into the, You've the got over like twenty five years of. Yeah, well, the five liter engine has been developed for a long time now. Well, that supercars go can't use five liter anymore. Change it up. We do it in Formula One all the time. Every yeah. five years, we drop an engine. Yeah, so um, that is that is interesting. So I mean, we can't drop the V eight. Everyone's like Holden already pussied out and dropped their V six. It will be interesting to see where the next uh, next cars come from. So we've already talked about, obviously, um, the Camaro possibly coming over, the Stinger maybe coming through. There's all these variables now. It's such a unknown future whether we're just going to have Falcon, well, not, no longer Falcon, sorry, Mustangs next year, and the Commodore, or is someone going to bring in it? and obviously the Nissan, is someone going to bring in a different chassis, mm. maybe develop another engine, or are they going to go with a GM engine already? You know, it's that's a lot easier to go with. So Let's not do qualifying again. Guess what? Scotty got pole. Fab second. It was the big Nissan's thing. Nissan's were third and fourth. The big thing out of qualifying, I think you've got to take away, and this is nothing against um, Erebus, but the lack, slight lack of experience in, and whatnot, he had damage the day before, and then they they fixed the car overnight. But they obviously didn't look the car over thorough enough. It went out on track once it loaded up. It pulled, um, basically where the link joins onto the arm, uh, out of the arm, and they couldn't fix it in qualifying, which is crucial to poor Davy Reynolds's um, championship to be out. Still, he finished up 11 spots, but that's what happens when you start basically at the back. Yeah, well, he started last. He didn't yeah. finish a, cl a timed lap. So that is, yeah, it's it's big, big detrimental. Well, he's dropped down to, what is it? like Fourth, fourth or fifth? Or saying in the championship standings. It's not, where is he? He's fourth. Yeah. He's a few hundred points behind now. Yeah, I was listening to an uh, interview with him on actually Hot 100 this afternoon. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, he's, he said, One of those you know, he's rival to podcasts, you know, yeah, yes. radio stations. Yeah, radio stations. <laughs> uh, so he basically said that he was, um, you know, m more than a whole race weekend away now from the championship lead. Yep. That's how far he's he got dropped out of the championship now. And that that's hard. With these sorts of weekends, that's going to happen. He's now got to hope for that to not happen again the rest of this year and everyone else to get their fair share of bad well, he's luck. He's won up here before. Yeah, he drives He drives well up here. Uh, he's got a, uh, well, obviously his um, partner is from Darwin. Oh, so, yeah, Tahan's from Darwin. 
So she doesn't live here anymore, though. No, no, of course not. She's a mm. model, so she's gone down south, Gold I'm Coast, and now they're Melbourne, here. I think. But I'm yeah, so they will definitely, um, you know, have a bit of a, I guess, his second home, second, probably home. third home. <laughs> Spend more than a week here, Davy. All right. <laughs> Spend November up here, and then <laughs> let me know how it goes. <laughs> All righty. Well, like I said, we're not going to worry about qualifying. We we touched on qualifying then. Start of the race, race 14. What happens off the start, mate? I don't know. What happened to Scotty off the start? Nothing. That's what <laughs> happened. He, he, <laughs> he just, just went nowhere. Did he, Did it die? Did he just bog I think down? It, I, I think it went into Annie's stall and he was basically trying to limp it off the line. Like it was just basically barely running. Because Fabs went off like a bullet, mate. He was like, boom, I'm done. All the Nissans. Yep. Like he got swamped. Like Scotty got swamped. He did. He went back all the way to, I think it was eighth, eighth position. Eighth or ninth, somewhere yep. way back there. And I was like, uh-oh. You're done, son. Yeah, yeah. Somehow he still managed to come home third. Well, I was watching uh, my points for the weekend, obviously with our predictions. The first one, I went, ah, that's all right. He'll win Sunday. He'll and then Sunday he, went, and he I watched this start. And I was down at go-karts with uh, a few of my mates watching it. <laughs> All on my phone, by the way. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, like, hey guys, everyone huddle around. <laughs> yeah, everyone's watching it. I really hey. should buy like a note or something, <laughs> yeah. like a Pixel XL with a big screen. <laughs> Yo, so anyway, that we're all crowding around like, what happened? <laughs> so, ah, like I said, because we were installing the, um, they were trying to install the projector and stuff. And by the time we got everything organized and mate rocked up with some tools that we didn't have. And I was like, I said to my brother, I'm like, no, you got to look. Let me at least watch the first couple of laps. And I turned it on and literally they're like, and lights out. And I'm like, perfect time. <laughs> I got to watch Scotty mess up the start. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a painful one to watch. And he got back in that danger area too. Yeah. Where the packs all trying Cause to then when um, Shane got past him and Scotty got, he had a rear wheel out on the dirt and it's just like, Ooh, this is, this is where you can lose a championship easy because, you know, cars passing, coming up behind him. They might have more pace and they're like, I don't give two rats about this championship. Oh, of course not. They're fighting for race wins, not mm. for points at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it was a shocker. It made for a interesting strategy mix up or well, change up for them. Yeah. So they had to pit early to get they him did. out and they basically changed the strategy because I think Fabs ran long. Yeah, he did run long, didn't he? Yeah, he ran quite long. Um, obviously, and that would have been did a really well, oh. really good job controlling this race. Credit where credit's due. Fabian did a fantastic job. Yep, drove the drove it really straight. Looked he after was the that, tires. He was that quick. Did good pace all the whole way through the race. He was that quick that if he got the jump on Scotty, even if Scotty didn't fall back down to eighth or whatever, would have been difficult for Scotty to get by him. Oh yeah, yeah. He did it. He he really sussed it out for that race and did a great job. Um. The Nissans, I thought they might be able to stay with it this race, but they just didn't. And, oh, sorry, on the start of the race, Cam Waters didn't even get to do... He pulled in on the formation lap because he yeah. broke a... Was it rear axle? Yeah. That was the second one for the weekend. That's very odd. Very yeah, odd. he basically was saying it's embarrassing. They shouldn't be breaking those parts. Yeah, it, it is. It's un unusual and... Um You'd have to say there's Especially something wrong. Especially to do two. Something I don't wrong. even think the teams would bring more than two to a race meeting. Yeah, well, they, they're the type of thing that's normally under a, a, like a timed, how many kilometers they've done on the, on the car, and they would just change them out regardless whether they break or whatnot. Yeah. So it is odd that they've broken two. That either means he's Something's had a, a shunt or something, and yeah. it's fatigued. I don't know whether it was the same side that broke as well. I haven't read into yeah. too much. I don't know whether that was the, the case or not, but maybe there's an alignment issue. Maybe there's some sort of balance issue. There, there could be something there, but it's very odd to break two tail shafts. Um, mm. Not two tail shafts, two drive shafts. Yeah. Richie Stanaway, this race, up one position, finished ninth. He was the highest placed Tickford Falcon and his first top 10 finish. He did a great job this weekend, and he kept crediting it back to the fact that he's, he's done, done lots laps of laps around, around this here. track. So it was um, so a really good showing. So do we to be back at the grid again at Hidden Valley? Oh, I think it will be a hard one up here, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be not an easy easy one for him to, you know, 
to to look this dominant over the other Tickford boys, but especially because you've got Frosty and Chaz that also drive really well up here. Yeah, they do I a think great they're both job. One, they've both won races up here, so um, it'll be hard for him to outdo the other the other drivers in the team for Darwin. But good on him for getting up there with a bit of track confidence and um, getting the car maybe a little bit more on the window for him. It's mm. good. And once again, Craig Lowndes just up eleven positions to finish twelfth. Another shocking I wish qualifying. He w- you imagine he was- if he qualified 11th. He would have yeah. won that race. No, he wouldn't. You know, it's Probably not, but no. yeah. But, but, you know, to go up 11, stop qualifying at the back, Lounsey, and start qualifying up the front. Well, to think, what's he in the championship too? He's is fourth. He? No, third. Third. So he's third in the championship. He keeps qualifying down the bloody back of the field. He's third. He's on uh, 1,188 points. He's uh, leading Reynolds. He's on 1,169 points. So... Um, yeah, if he stopped qualifying so far down the back, he'd probably be not that far behind Shane. Yeah, but yeah. he makes it, it's just, I, I'm not saying it's just Craig. I'm sure there's car setup there issues. There's other getting, reasons for yeah, it. They're not getting what they want out of the car. Um, but yeah, that's another shocking uh, race for him to have to move forward. And at a track where it's very hard to move forward. Yeah. Compared to obviously the last round in, in Barbagello. Well, in the end of this race, I, we didn't, like I said, we didn't take notes of the Sunday. You were at the go-karts. I was in the roof. Um, but we did watch it. Shane, great, great job for him to, once again, we're babysitting. We're not yeah. babysitting. You brought your wife along to watch yeah. the movie. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're enjoying the projector screen out in the lounge room. Um, yeah, another, another. it was the Kiwi show, wasn't it? It was. Uh, this the bro is apparently show. the first old Kiwi podium can't be ever. But it, I think someone, it probably would be. Those three haven't been on the podium together before. Yeah. That's really... I look at those three going, oh, they must be on podium all the time. So who else is a Kiwi out of the field? Stanaway, is that it? Stanaway, Heingardner. Ah, uh, yep. Um, that's embarrassing. That's it. No offense to any Kiwis out there, but that's embarrassing for us. <laughs> No Swiss, person. Like no, Swiss, no Swiss person's been on the podium yet. No, no. Maybe one day soon. Maybe. Maybe. Up here. <laughs> you never know. The Nissans are going well. They just they are. They go well on a very... High, they like the high grip, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they're good at high... They're very good chassis. And mm. they seem to maximize that on the high grip circuits. So, no, looking forward to it. They went well last year. Rick had a throttle jam on and put him in the fence when he was leading yeah, the race. Yeah, I mate came around before we started recording and was having a chat, and I was like, "He's like, oh, so who do you reckon for Hidden Valley? I'll, I'll make put your money on the Nissans." Yep. Yeah, he's I like, think they'll be up. There. I'm like, they're definitely going to be the ones to chase. I think the Nissans and probably Shell V Power. Shane always drives pretty well here too. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Lounsey's won up here too. Lounsey's won multiple times up here. Brought up his 100 won. win. Caruso's won. Kelly hasn't won, but he got a pole position. And was dominant. Well, not dominant. He was leading the pack last year. When yeah, he right up until. Fence. Yeah, and that's when, mate, come around. He was like, oh, hopefully Kelly doesn't drive into the fence this time. Like, mate, he's stuck throttle. Yeah, it wasn't really his fault. It, huh. I do feel for him. But. Um, yeah, well, I guess that's not our prediction yet, is it? No, no, that's no. We episode. don't get to lock it in yet. All right. We, uh, well, We'll finish up we, on the Sunday race. Fabian Coulthard actually come home 11 seconds ahead of Shane. Now, when I left to drop my old man's ute back at his house, Shane just come out of the pits and they were talking about, oh, could he get it? Could he get it? So I like, Well, Shane was looking very dominant. So he, he was. was he was cutting the lap times off um, Fabs a fair bit, but then Fabs obviously was in full Fabs coast mode. Fabs obviously got the, toll, the same thing, like, Shane's coming for you. Yep. And he put in a few fast laps and I think it broke Shane's wheel. He went, well, no point risking it. Yeah. And driving the wheels off this thing. So he just made Shane's, conceded. Shane's in it for the championship. Yep. But I managed, I like hightailed it from my place all the way into the city. Soon as I got as soon as I got to my parents' place, I could hear my old man watching it on the TV upstairs. Straight upstairs and like, what happened? And then like uh Van Gisberg not Van Gisberg, and Fabian's on the top of his roof. Yeah, I'm like Oh, he got there. Oh, well. Oh, well I, done, think it's, I think it's good for Fabs. No, he's, no, I'm not. really battling I it. was just like hoping Shane might be able to get there. But you know what? You know, that's 
31 points that Fabian took off Scotty. Yeah, yeah, it's um it wasn't a good weekend for Scotty. Two no. race wins that probably should have been his and so, didn't go his way. My my tip for last week this We last were discussing this, it. There's some arguments in the in the the so room we need before you guys to record to let us know who won the rounds, who gets the point. Well, so because I, what, my vote was no one. Your vote's no one, but no one likes that. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Says the guy that I told no one would get the point and he wants a point. <laughs> well, I definitely, look, I'm of look, the opinion I definitely don't. Shane Van Gisbergen come home third. We're Scott on the Sunday. And yeah, but where did he fifth. Well, fine then. Where did he qualify? There's no points for qualifying, mate. <laughs> Tell that to Scotty. He would have won the championship <laughs> if you got points for qualifying. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, good argument, good argument. All right, look, I'm, I'll concede. You can have the point. Better get my whiteboard next week. Yeah, it is birthday time, birthday time. Because I said to my brother, I'm like, he's like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I need a whiteboard. He's <laughs> like, we got a big one. Like, we literally do in the store room. We got a two meter by one and a half meter whiteboard. I'm like, you know what? I don't need... big for this room. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that in my room. Just a little, like, small one. And then yeah. we can keep a tally. Yeah, we'll make sure it happens. We can put it up there. Yep. Might have to move one of the TVs. I well, think, one of the TVs is broken. The big one's broken. Okay. Well, so we might have to. That old Sony that. right there, that thing just keeps going. Yeah, my, I've still got a, my original, well, yeah, my second Bravia I ever brought. And it's still going as well. Mm. It's like eight years old, nine years old or something. I'd hate to know how much. I, I mean, I know how much I paid for that, but. Oh, it was a lot of money. Anyway, this is not a TV <laughs> and what did you buy back in the day podcast. Let's go to Monaco where the race oh, happens. I would like to. Can we? We've talked, Jess and I have talked about it, but. Uh. Well, see, I would love to because my birthday is always on that weekend. It is. It's the same weekend every year. Mm. Um, and now my birthday is on the race day, the sad day. It's qualifying, man. You don't pass in the race. <laughs> the race God. happens on the sad day. There you go. And remember, early qualify, uh, sorry, early practice for Monaco. Yes, they practice on the um, Thursday. Thursday. So cars out that day early. tricks a lot of people. Um, mm. Tune in on the Friday for a practice and what's happening? It's not oh. on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Mercedes are bloody scared. Are they? Mm-hmm. Because well, the chassis didn't get any shorter from last year. No, and they know that they've underperformed at Monaco, Singapore, um, what was the other tracks that Toto Wolf was listing off when he's like, oh, no, was it bloody worried about Monaco pace? Uh, Budapest, Monaco, Budapest, Singapore are all cars where, um, all tracks where we underperformed last year and they underperformed a lot. Now they didn't, no Mercedes got on the podium last year at Monaco. Yeah. yeah I honestly think it will be a Ferrari and Red Bull show. Yep. Uh, the pick between the two has honestly got me quite confused. I yeah. feel like maybe Ferrari, even. Yes. Because so qualifying pace. I think go? the race car, I think Red Bull will have the faster race car. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can't pass. Exactly. So they'll have well, to do strategy. Get. Yeah. It'll have to be strategy to get past. And with um, Ferrari lately, they've been making some horrible pit calls. Yeah. The start of the year, they were really good. And then lately, the pressure must be starting to get to them or something. And they've started making some shocking pit calls. God, you'd think I'd be ready for... You'd think we'd be ready for this every Mate, week, we're never hey? ready for anything. Oh, there's so much pressure. Yeah, the first pressure, thing we pressure, do pressure, we pressure, pressure. is like, all right, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go the homeboy, Daniel Ricciardo. You know why? He's a bit of a Monaco specialist. He seems to find an extra tenth there every year. Um, and it seems to be not worked for him yet. He's deserved a couple of wins that he hasn't had. Would you? I've already got my pick. There you go. Seb. Ah, okay. So, oh, sorry. Uh, I was yeah. like, I wrote down. I was like, I don't even need to say that. Everyone knows. Who I'm yeah. For. Sebastian. So you're going for Sebastian. Well, uh, there is two Red Bulls and there is one is really trying to push it at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you reckon he's going to get through the race without hitting anyone this week? Honestly, I don't think so. We're talking about Max here. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to put Max down for a DNF. Are you? Yeah, I reckon he will. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Bonus him. Bonus points if you can pick a DNF. Michael's DNF. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen. 
We better not do this each week. Right? <laughs> we right. do not need to do. Who do you reckon's gonna win? Who do you reckon's not okay, gonna that's finish? That, that's that's a that's no bonus points one round. Yeah, bonus points. All <laughs> right. So you got DNF for Kimmy. At least I didn't go. Oh, DNF. Daniel, just so that way, if it does happen, I get two points. Two points. points. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only if Seb wins. That <laughs> is only if Seb wins, but I might come away with one point. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I honestly think Max is probably going to punt someone into a wall. It's, it, probably it does... need, or he might do his usual and just clip the swimming pool chicane and just done. It will be interesting. It will be a very interesting weekend, and I can't wait for it. Even though there's no passing, it's one of my favorite rounds I of the know. year. And it's a track that you're like, out of all this Formula One tracks to go and see some overtaking and uh, see some great racing, Monaco's not high up on that one, but it's a track that everyone wants to go to. Of course, it's just the atmosphere being that close to the track. and. But I still think if I went to the Monaco Grand Prix, you'd be like, I'm too poor for this. It does, yeah. And when you start looking at to the some of the club... at the night, I can't... We're not going to rock up in your four and a half meter tinny and just be like, yeah, pull this up at the marina. <laughs> yeah, where we'll we'll I park my super re- tinny? <laughs> we'll be next to the Red Bull yacht and your little <laughs> bloody fishing one. And we're like, yeah, come on, girls, get on board. <laughs> oh, I, I might get in a bit of trouble if I did that, but... <laughs> You're married, I'm not, so... <laughs> yeah, it would... Uh, yes, it is one of those rounds. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of people come from Europe and stuff like that, so it is... You know, not all super high rollers, but if you want to go there and be a high roller, you sure they do cater for it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Would you like so. to like just you know buy one of the cars by accident? Oh, do you you could probably do that. <laughs> do you want to spend maybe fifty or sixty grand easy just on like one ticket for a weekend? You can do that. <laughs> mm. Anyway, but it's a great race. I think. Do you reckon its days are numbered? I don't think so. I think Formula One themselves will. Try and keep it going. Yeah. Because it's such a, a historical event now, and everyone looks forward to it, and it's such a talking event worldwide. You know, you the think Monaco, Monaco Grand, Grand Prix is up there with Indy 500. Yeah, exactly. It would be hard to get rid of it. Um, not saying it never will go, but, it, yeah, it would be hard to get rid of it. I think if if it come down to money and whatnot, they would probably try and find it somewhere else, the money, mm. uh, to make it continue. Yeah. Well, I think that's us done and dusted this week. Yeah. You don't have anything else to add? There's still no wild card news yet on anyone, to no, be honest. No, no, definitely no wild cards. Uh, I don't think there's any happening in Darwin, and there's no news of anyone else that looks like they're doing one. No, nah, the only person that I've really read about wanting to do one was Gary Jacobson, and then that fell through. He couldn't get those funding. Spot, yeah. yeah. So, it's really bad, because I thought they would be... You know, start of the year, it looked like there was going to be at least well, probably three or four drivers doing wildcards this year. Do you reckon it's just costings? It's too much? Well, it, it, it is definitely a, a big part of it. And if you don't feel the paces in the car to get the job done, so the, the boys and girls from development series don't want to jump into the main game and come last. No, Even though that's it's pretty hard. Ooh, that's, a bit that's, that's a bit harsh. Todd had another weekend where Carr said it wasn't going his yeah. way. Um, but, you know, it, it is very hard on them. So it's a massive financial outlay to come race the main game. And then if you're not confident you can get the car set up right or whatever, um, especially because the, the regs are a bit different between the two series with the springs and whatnot, um, with the financial outlay kind of gets beaten by rolling around, getting lapped. Yeah, um, but seat time. It's a much it is. longer oh, race. And, yeah, and the just the knowledge. So that the amount of knowledge you can learn. how much Rulo's improved. Yeah, I and didn't realise how much he improved throughout the year because he was always running at the back. Yeah. And then now he's in the Super 2s and he's come back and he's just, you know. He's and the knowledge you're going to learn for enduro times with driving at the end of a tyre stint where the tyres are done, but you've still got to get out there and be consistent and not put it in a wall versus what happens at like a development series. <laughs> so they've changed movie, apparently. <laughs> so anyway. you can hear that. Jurassic Park's going off in the background. Yeah, I can hear a Tyrannosaurus Rex. T-Rex is going nuts. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, the, 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 what they learned from the tyres basically wearing out and degrading. 
versus a normal development series race is, is massive. It's huge. Mm. Fuel strategy, all these extra little things they, they, they learn in the main game is massive. Oh, it's unfortunate that no one's booked in yet, but, you know, you never know. I don't know how much notice they need to give supercars or how much... Yeah, I think time. they would need a, a, a bit of notice, um, but... We got a month. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any in Darwin. Um, Fortunate. Where's the next round that can take them as well? Because Winton was meant to be able to do it, and they Ipswich. didn't. Ipswich. So there, that'd be the next the last round. one. Wow. So we're nearly out three, of the... I think there's only three rounds. Yeah. So And they won't be doing it at Bathurst this year because it's a championship round yeah. for development series but again. But then no one took up on the Bathurst option anyway. No, no. It was a bit of a flop, and it made it so people um, that were running tight on budgets didn't race at Bathurst last year. There was a year. chance. Bryce was like... Three we- like two weeks out of Bathurst wasn't going to race. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't get like, the money. I don't have the money. I don't want to risk ruining the car. But if it's for championship points, they'll race. Yeah, of course, of course. You have to. So, oh, well. anyway, that's us done and dusted. Thank you very much for joining us. If you got anything you want us to email about, if you got any ideas you want us to talk about, or if there's anything you just want to say, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. Or you can email us. Our email address is breakinglate at gmail.com. Or go to our website, breakinglate.com. Um, we still have that special episode coming do. up. We're going to have to squeeze that in. We've got a four weeks, three week gap of no su- supercars. But then we've got a, there's a one week gap where we don't have any formula on. <laughs> so we can either take our week off and do this episode. Well, we'll have to see. It depends what lines up for us, anyway. But we de- de- still do. We still have that idea. We might record that episode and release it later, anyway. Yeah, it doesn't have to come out. That it doesn't day. have to be live. We it's coming. Record it right now. It is coming. We're not going to. No. Anyway, that is us done and dusted. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week after the Monaco Grand Prix, where Sebastian Vettel will win and Max will get a DNF. Yeah, or or Daniel Cutter will look really dominant and just shine above all, and the contracts will come raining down for next year. If that year. happens. I ain't even mad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, catch you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye.